Welcome back to the Experience Growth Podcast, where the collective mission of our community is to build big experiential businesses and, and more importantly, big experiential lives. Now, we do that ultimately by learning. Leaders are our learners, and whether we're leading ourselves, leading our families, leading small businesses, or leading massive companies, being on the forefront of leading a movement toward experiential living is our goal here. I'm your host, Chris Suarez, and today we will introduce you to an authentic human being, a co-founder of now multiple companies, an incredible mom, perhaps even more so an incredible sister, as you'll hear her story. We are talking today to Monica Pittenger, co-founder of Busy Beauties, uh, a skin and, and hair care line, and, and actually uh, on the day that we recorded this podcast, um, also the, the co-founder of a second business that you'll hear about right here. Recently, their company and, and, and the partnership has teamed up with uh, Kevin Harrington, uh, the original shark from Shark Tank, and, and now their products have been seen on, on Hallmark Channel, Lifetime Movie Network, TV Land, E, and, and probably and hopefully on your shelf. Now, uh, the reason why we're having this conversation with Monica is, is because she chose a life built around their best selves. And I have that conversation with her the day that her and her sister-in-laws, their three sisters, right, created this company. They launched a business around a complicated problem while literally looking to solve it in the simplest way. Something we love around here, taking complex problems and finding simple solutions. And ultimately, I love that their business is built on a mission of wanting to spend more time with each other. So as we dive in, uh, look for those key points. Uh, look for an entrepreneur, a, a driven woman, an incredible mom, uh, a real sister that built uh, her business around some of our key pillars of an experiential life, relationships, personal growth, health is at the forefront of their entire line. Looking forward to sharing this conversation with you. Now let's jump in. Monica, first and foremost, thanks for spending some time with me and, and our entire community. As you know, the mission of our community is to get people really focused on the fact that we can build really big businesses or nonprofits or, or just massive things while also living these awesome experiential lives. And thus the name of our podcast, Experience Growth, which you've done in, in, in so many levels. Our, our sort of pillars that we talk about a lot around here, Monica, are, are the pillars of what we believe build experiential lives. It's career, you clearly have that. Relationships, I love the fact that your entire business is built on these really key relationships. Personal growth, you've had a lot of that. Wealth, health, which actually ties into your product incredibly well. And then spirituality as well as one of our pillars. But maybe start by just telling us a little bit about who you are, what do you do, what's your business, and then we'll get into sort of the genesis story of the business itself. Okay, that sounds good. Thanks, Chris. I was a seventh grade middle school math teacher, cheer coach at home, had three babies, three beautiful boys that occupied my entire time. And after I had my second, I decided to stay home okay. and then I raised them and they're in school and it became a almost like, all right, well, what's next? Mm. What's happening next? I mean, I was happy with raising them, but they're at school all day long and we fell into a really nice routine. And I just sat back and said, what's next? The cool thing about that is like my sister's I have an older sister, Julie, and a younger sister, Katie, same chapter of our lives. We had babies around the same time. The difference between me and them, though, is my little sister, Katie, she's a doctor full-time OBGYN, 
my older sister, Julie, she at the time was the youngest executive for ExxonMobil. And the three of us together were sitting around at Christmas and we're all like, I'm just, we're just in a funk. And they were having careers as well. So we talked about like how we get out of this funk and what we want to do next with our lives. And, and my older sister said, I would just love to be in business with y'all. That's just a dream of mine. I'm like, I'm, I'm game. So the same Christmas, we had been complaining about, we had the uh, kids running around and just how there's no me time. Like you want something else in life, but yet there's still no me time. And we just had to make the me time easier. Like the, we, so my older sister, Julie, she has Houston, imagine like the frizz hair and humidity in Houston. And so that's just how we were talking about it. She's like, if I can just contain this hair and have a style that lasts for a few days, she said, then I can get more me time. I could be better at the office than this. And so we started looking at different products and different formulas. And we were mixing things together to try to get the consistency to make our hair not so frizzy in Houston because there was nothing out there. And a year later, we revisited the same conversation and we had a year had passed and we had been mixing our own formulas for beauty products. And she's like, this is the company. This is it. This is what we need to do. And I'm like, I think you're right. Because by then we were mixing them for our friends. We were giving it away on the side. We were learning about what to put in your hair and not to in your skin to make it better. There's so much stuff on the market that's so bad for you. And they're so popular that we thought, hey, if we can just sit back and be real, like everything about us is real from the subscriptions. If you want one, if you don't want one, you want to quit tomorrow. There's no lock-in. Everything about our company made in America, actually made in Texas is real. We just wanted to be, we wanted to be who we wanted to buy from. And so we started our company out of the need for having good products that we weren't finding and out of the love that we wanted to do something together. So that's our little backstory, a, a little bit of it. There's so much more to it, but that's the short little elevator part. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're probably going to get into a little bit more of it. Let me ask you a couple questions because I, I, I hear two things. I hear it started because you had a clearly deep relationships with your sisters yes, and, and had individual careers and lives and, and a lot going on, whether executive, doctor, teacher, now full-time mom with, I can't imagine three boys, right? There's a lot going on. You're sitting around and saying there, that isn't exactly what we want. Like how much of that played into this drive to build something big outside of a job? Like you're entrepreneurs, clearly. How much of it was just the desire to get out of a life that maybe was formed for you or you fell into? That was a big part of it. I think we all live in three different cities in Texas and we just missed each other. I think we're authentic selves when we're all together, comfortable as you can be. And I need to clear something up. I keep saying my little sister, she's actually my brother's wife. So she's actually my sister-in-law, but the day she married him, the day she became my sister. But yeah, we just, we really enjoy each other's company. And so we thought my sister, Julie was traveling. She was in China more than she was in America. Katie, 24 hour shifts at the hospital. And we had our best time and we are our best selves and we are better moms when we were together. So we just missed each other, I think, mm-hmm. a little bit. That, that was definitely a big part of why. And to be honest, it scared me to death because I knew I was going to be the one running it. I knew that I didn't want to let them down. I d- they had so much faith in me that I could pull this off. And it's, it, it scared me. 
But because of them, my sister in the formula, she was like, nope, don't put that ingredient in yet. Put that one in. They all have, we all have our special roles that we could work together that it was less scary as the days went on. But it scared me the first few weeks when I'm like, all right, yeah, I'll do this. And then I went home. I couldn't sleep. It seems like a, a wild undertaking, right? Not your skill set, not your knowledge base, but it came from, and I, and I actually love that. It came from, hey, we're our best selves when we're together. And how do we stay more, like how does more of our life stay in our best self zone? And the answer to that was, well, like we're business people. We, we want to create something. We're builders why don't we, why don't we do that while being our best selves together? Now, the second part of that conversation is actually the, the technical part of your business where you realize that like, Hey, this is a need. It, it was a local it was a big need. Need. You looked at it. You're like, Hey, that's yeah. it's a bigger need. There's a bigger addressable market here. And, and so the product then was built. How does someone go about that? You said we were mis- mixing, like, how does that work? It started with the hair. We have a whole skincare and hair care line now. But it started with coming up with one product that would make our lives easier, that could fight frizz, add shine, work in humidity was our big one, and overall health of the hair. But Dr. Katie was like, this stuff's got to be good. So we would, what you call, this is an actually interesting concept, if the first few ingredients on every product, they're called like workhorses. They're the main ones in the product are the ones that will do the difference and change in your hair. Like when you start getting down in the bottom, some of these are just little itty bitty preservatives or some of them are just marketing claims at 0.001%. They don't even matter. So we were looking, we're like, we need a good conditioner. Well, let's try this. Well, we need a good first control. Well, let's try this. Well, it's got to protect four heat protectors. Let's put this in it. So we were getting like top end type bottles, big ones that we could buy. And we were mixing like a fourth, a fourth or a third, just trying to figure out what worked best. And we started by doing that just for our own sanity, not for the company, just to find out what worked, just to find, just to make the busy, hectic schedule a little bit easier. And we did it. We bottled up this one little bottle and that's all you have to use after you wash and condition your hair, you put it in and blow dry style. And it lasts for days, weeks, the style does. And so we did that and we were so proud of ourselves and we continued from there. But if I back up a little bit, we even had the ingredients we wanted in a list and things we refused. And we went to different labs around Texas and we're like, produce this for us. And they would give us samples and we're like, nope. <laughs> it took us an entire year from having our ingredients list to getting our actual final sample that we approved of because we were that picky. It had to be good. And we refused to put any of those questionable preservatives in it. Got it. A piece that I don't want people to miss is the sort of underlying mission and actually you named your company around it as well. And the name Busy of the company, Beauties, correct? Busy Beauties. Like when you take a step back, it was because you had so many things that you needed to use. Yes. Half of it, or probably more of it was not even healthy for you. It was terrible. But it was <laughs> to save time, yes. right? Like save the time and give it back to you as a human. Executive. For- yep. And I think that's important for people to hear. Like we, we believe that, that the world is filled with complex problems. And sometimes we don't even realize how complex they are, whether you knowingly or unknowingly did it, you woke up one day and said, Hey, we need a simple solution to this complex problem. Let's just be the creator of it. And you had faith and confidence that if you 
did create a simple solution, people would gravitate toward it. So what does that look like today? Let's jump forward and then we're going to come back. But what is, what does the business look like today? We've been, it's been two years. We filmed a commercial with Kevin Harrington, the original from Shark, from Shark Tank. Actually, I was really excited when I got on my, I tagged him in something yesterday and I got on my messenger and he liked it. I was like, yes, <laughs> he's still one of our biggest fans. We have grown. We actually just approved another product today. It's a hand cream. And before we approved it, we brought it to all the ERs around where their hands are all dry, the doctors and the medical staff and had them try it out. So we're pretty excited about that. It's still a baby, but it's surprising us every day. We survived COVID. We didn't even survive COVID. We grew during COVID. We're just at a really good spot right now that we actually launched another company this year too. <laughs> we're gonna, Actually, we're going to get to the need you filled in that company. <laughs> I think it's awesome. Built the business on relationships, a pillar of an experiential life. Those relationships have to be happen to be your sisters and sister-in-law, but let's just say sisters because because you show up that way, by the way. And I've watched enough of the videos that you truly, like you see that love. So it's real, it's real. Yes. How have those relationships evolved since forming the business together? Like I'm in business with lots of partners as well. And I know how that goes. And sometimes having the distance of having it be third party relationship is easier than working with a sister or a brother, or a mom, a dad. Many of our listeners are, are family run businesses too. How have those relationships grown, evolved, changed? I would say at the beginning, it was a lot more stressful because we all didn't know our roles and what hats and how we were going to how, you know, whose job was it? And maybe I felt as if I know they had a full-time job, but I need a little more help, or I don't know how to do this, or I needed to answer more of a timely matter. I get you're on a plane to China, but this is time sensitive. So I think at the beginning, it was a lot more challenging, but, and when we got together, we only would start talking business and review the kids running around. So we had agreed that on Christmases and family events, there's no business, like there's none of it. If it comes up a little bit organically or a quick question, that's good. But we would, we were together. So we were excited and we would block out like half the day to work. And that's, it made Christmas working and it made Thanksgiving working and that didn't work for us. So we had to adjust. And honestly, it wasn't perfect, but as our relationships went, like, it's grown times 10. I talked to them more than I ever had in the past. And it's funny because we get on the phone because I have an important question. And then I start saying, well, how was Nicholas's game last night? Or how was, and then I'm like, oh wait, how, you know, you have to go back to why I actually called. I talk to them every single day. So I, I don't know how, I, I, I don't know how I would get through this chapter of life without them. Yeah. And to be honest, after I gained confidence in I no longer needed Katie to proofread my email before I sent it out or Julie's approval to order something. I gained confidence in my role. Our relationships got a lot better as well because I leaned on them. I felt like we had to approve everything together before we did anything at the beginning. And they would, they found like, just run with it, just do it. And when I had that approval, and of course I check them on the big things, it became, it, it made everything worthwhile. And I keep telling my boys, like, I have learned, so what's your favorite part? I've learned so much. I have learned so much like about me and about business. I had a business degree, but I never used it like this. I think that just speaks to the value of personal development as well. And in that early, in those early chapters, you had mentioned earlier, figuring out roles, like, right, if we're going to start a business and we have partners or there's people in our world, understanding what is my role and how do I take it and run with it? And who do I need to be? And what do I need to develop within myself? That's a really, that's a really great story, but also it's an important part of experiential living, right? Personal yeah. development. 
Now those relationships continue. Like you're a relationship person, clearly uh, you credit relationships to a big part of your business's success early yeah. even today. Tell us a little bit about how relationships really began to build and, and help the company grow. It's funny because you can tell who are your real friends and are behind you to support you when you come up with a crazy idea <laughs> and you're actually, the story that comes to my mind was I have two stories. I'm going to start with my, the positive one. <laughs> the positive one that comes to my mind was I was sitting in the back seat of the car in Broken Bow and we were on a couple's trip and I had all my college best friends up with me. There's four of us, there was four of them, there's five of us total. And we have been friends for 25 years. And they knew that I've been thinking about starting a new company. They knew a little bit about it. They have heard me bits and pieces and some conversations on the phone with my sisters, but I wasn't at the point that I was ready to just sit down and tell them everything about it. And it was because of my own insecurities. I didn't want them to be like, who, who do you think you are at open and own company and, or to ask questions that I couldn't answer. So I kept, um, this is a little bit of a secret why we were formulating and it seems so far away. I mean, it took us a year to formulate this thing. So it seemed so far away and even just a possibility. So I remember sitting in the back of the car, broken bow, and these were my best friends. And they, they were like, can you tell us about the company? And I tried to get out of it. And they're like, no, tell us about the company. Like we've been dying to know we've respected you. Like, tell us. So I told them, I just said, this is my ideas. This is what I know. This is what I don't know. This is what I have question with. I don't know if it's going to work. I'm excited about it. And they were like, all right, time out. They went around the car and they each said what they could do to help to bring to the table. One of my friends in PR and she's like, I've got all my contacts. I'll set up an interview with you tomorrow. I've got this. They went around the car. They have bought everything that I've ever done. Favorite things, parties. They flip almost all my stories. They share it. They've been my biggest supporter from, from before I'd even started, before day one. So it was really cool to watch them believe in me. And when they started believing in me, I believed in myself too. Like I was excited to share the story then after that. So it was, that was the positive aspect of it all was my relationships that were good got stronger. But then I remember having the confidence after that. So this was the negative story. <laughs> I remember having the confidence after that to share what I was doing. And I was sitting around um, a group of a couple girls and we all of our kids played sports together. And they're like, I heard you think about going back to work and you're doing something. I'm like, yeah. So I opened up a little more than I normally would have. And I remember a mom sitting there looking at me, she's like, so you're basically wanting to sell shampoo? And I remember just kind of thinking, no. And she laughed under her breath and walked away. I'm like, no, wait, no, wait, no, come back. <laughs> and I realized I didn't explain it properly and she wasn't in my corner. And so there's those two and, and she's probably, you know, that's a long shot. That's not going to work. And maybe she thought she was helping me, but she kind of did. Cause I was like, watch me. <laughs> so yeah, the relationships play a huge part. And like I've told everyone, I have three boys. I can't fail. And if I do fail, I better learn something from it. Mm. So I, they, they can't see me failing because I'm not trying. They can see me failing because I've done everything, but they can't see me failing because I'm sitting on the couch watching a show. You know what? One of the things that I like most about just the creation of the business and now the growth of the business is how you consistently tie it back 
to your boys. It means a lot to me as a father, as a champion of children and empowering children and growing them the right way. Like it's, it speaks to so many of us because our experiential life creates experiences for our kids, right? It's just how generally generationally we change the world. Part of the creation of the business was to, to leave these busy lives and, and, and careers that were controlling your schedule on someone else's right on someone else's time frame. How has the business impacted the family? Like, where do you see, let's talk about the positives. Like, where do you see that helping as you can come down this path? Well, it's pretty cool. They, the boys have chores like most families. And one of their chores is to fold the boxes, the shipping boxes, <laughs> or to help me restock or do inventory because I need their help and I rely on them. And I want them to see that it's not just the social media posts that I do that it's, there's a lot of knit and grit behind the scenes that take place. And I feel like if they can see what it takes to start a company up from the start, from the bottom start with just an idea, they can do anything. And I also hope that one day this is successful enough for them to be like a real family business. If, if they chose to go this path, they can be part of the marketing aspect or the scheme, whatever they want to do of the business, if it's full-time or part-time. I want to have something that I can pass down from generation to generation. Now we're just on year two, <laughs> but I can see I, as the growth happens and the need that I need help, I can see that happening. So yeah. I, I think that my favorite part of the entire company is to watch when I'm picking the boys up and they're like, does your mom, does your mom work? And they're like, oh, she owns your own company. I'm like, yeah, I do. <laughs> I like their pride in their faces when they say it. And I also like when they, I have a teacher gift or a party and they're like, Hey, can I give her some of your stuff? Can I give her this? I'm like, yeah, sure. So they're proud of it to show their teachers as well. Yeah. So I really like how they look at me and they're like, she works hard and she does a good job. Yeah. I think one of the things that you had mentioned was your boys look at you different or you perceive mm -hmm. them as looking at you different than perhaps even in the past and, and the lessons that you're, you're teaching them. It's interesting because sales is the fun part, right? You mentioned social media and, and even, Hey, let me get that product out for you. Let me give it to someone, yeah. um, but bringing it all the way back and saying, Hey, sales only happens if all this hard work, all the work that went into it sort of culminated into a, a product that you can be proud of. But I, but I think people are that way too. As they look at now, mom is an entrepreneur, mom is a business owner. They see all the hard work and, and the change and the development that, that you've gone through as a leader of a company as well. It's invaluable. Yeah, it, it's, it makes me really proud. That's my, that is honestly not doing taxes right now. That's not fun. But watching their little faces, that's fun. Yeah. One of the, one of the things that I, I hope our, our, our listeners will experience by going and, and checking out the company and watching some of your videos, by the way, whether there are videos that were shot in a studio or where the most of them are shot is in a, a bathroom in the morning while, while getting ready, like your, you and your sisters and the company show up incredibly authentic. I use in our organizations, I always say that I'm always going to be congruent. I'm going to be like, what do I, what I say and what I do, how I show up is going to be congruent with who I am. You guys show up that way. How important do you think authenticity 
uh, and connection between authenticity and brand is when launching a company and building a company. And then after having some, I don't, I almost said immediate and that's false. Like after having some success, not immediate success, but after having some success based on hard work, how important is authenticity? It's extremely important. One of our labs went up on some of the prices because the products went up and we didn't want to raise the prices to the customers. We could get it in China for a 15th of the price, but we refused to do that. We have to remember why we started it and what we want out of it and what we want to be proud of. So it's extremely important to always go back to our core values. I think something super cool to show this, the core values. So this is our little logo. It's Busy Beauties. And the bees that are tied in there is because our maiden name is braiding with the B. So we wanted to have that in our actual logo to remind us that this is our family company all tied together. And then inside the lid, we have one of our favorite quotes, and I had it hanging in my classroom as a teacher, and I know it's hard to see, so I'll read it to you. It says, the difference between ordinary and extraordinary is a little extra. So it's a play on the word. If you add extra to ordinary, you get extraordinary. And that's been our, we don't want to be ordinary. There's a lot of that out there. And if it means we have to sometimes scrape off the profit a little bit to keep our true authentic self. That's what we're doing. We, we want this to be different. We don't want, you know, sometimes you get a product and you love it. And then three months later you get it again and it's not the same. Yeah. We're not doing that. <laughs> we are not doing that. How about where do you see who you are as a person and as sisters showing up in the company and, and how did that help you grow even? When we show up in the company, I think we are all in so much awe of each other that it makes, I can't do what Julie does and I can't do what Katie does and they can't do what I do. So we have our own identities in it. And it's funny I'll, when I'll visit this again, when I tell you about the new company we started and the partner we added in, he just thought it was hilarious with our dynamics because Katie's amazing. She does the website. She does all the behind the things, scenes, coupon codes, anything we need. That's her role. And she shows up. And she, it's perfect for her because she can have a night shift and have no patience for two hours and just work away <laughs> or be at home for a quiet hour and work at her own time. She doesn't have a timeline. I do the orders, face the company, social media, the daily task. That's my role. And then my sister's role is the formula development, making sure nothing's on any crazy list out there. Big picture. She's used to growing things to a mass scale. So she's always checking on sales numbers. So we have our roles, but there are a few items that we always talk about that none of us like doing. And that's when we hire out. <laughs> when we realize we can't do it, we make a list and anything that scares us as in accounting or ambassadors for a new company, contracts, there's always someone there, there that can help and you can hire for those odd jobs that are out of your comfort zone. So I, I had to remember that. I used to think when I started the company that I had to do it all. Like I had to make up a contract for this or or I had to reach out and find the ambassadors, or I had to be the one. And I don't, I, I can actually, I don't have to enter everything in the spreadsheet anymore. I can have an accountant do that. So I write down what scared me. We took our different roles and that what when none of us were expertise in, we hired out. And we're lucky we didn't have to hire out the web design because Katie just rocked that. <laughs> it's, a, it's a lesson for scale, right? It's a yeah. lesson for any business owner to, to continue to scale. But also when, we're, when we stay in this space of doing what we don't love, it actually impacts our experience of that day or that week or while we're working on that and our experience even with ourselves in the company, especially on this idea of experiential living. Now you said, you, you mentioned just in passing the launching of a new company. 
right? Yeah. Is it's a truly a separate company. company. And why did you do it? It started as a need. We have these amazing products in my now 14, he was 13 at the time, your old son was breaking out from all his athletics and sports. He's the almost six foot big old kid and plays every sport you can think of and doesn't take care of him. <laughs> so I gave him all the, all of our products because I trust what's in them and I don't trust what's in some of the other stuff. And he comes down and he's like, mom, it's not working. I'm like, what do you mean it's not working? I go up there, he hasn't used any. It's just, it was not convenient enough for him. So I literally like put it in his bag before school. I'm like, use this at school. And I take, look the next day and it's not used after athletics. I'm like, Keller, like what? He's like, mom, it says beauty on it. <laughs> I'm like, all right, I do get that. That's embarrassing for a middle school kid and all, but it works. You mean put in another container? He's like, no, just give me a wipe. I'm like, I don't like what's in that stuff. I don't want you to put that on your open poured skin after a workout. It's going to make it worse. And those chemicals, and he was, he, we went back and forth for a while. And I was complaining to my trainer, who's a good friend of mine at the gym, that he, I, I was trying to find out what athletes used because I wanted to get him whatever it was. And my trainer at the gym was like, we, my athletes have this exact same problem. He said, now, especially with COVID. So that my trainer at the gym, it's a quiet gym in Prosper, but they train a lot of the, most of the professional athletes in the area. And he was saying that their chin straps break them out, that with COVID restrictions, they can't shower. Sometimes after practices, they just have to go straight home. And by the time they're home and they shower, they've been breaking out more and that they've been having the exact same issues. I said, you know, what we just need is like a huge oversized body wipe that with the good ingredients like aloe vera that they can just cool, refresh, wipe down, get clean until they can shower again. And that won't irritate their skin. That will just give a good, clean feeling. He's like, let's do it. <laughs> it's like, you really want to do it? And he's like, yeah. I was like, let's do it. So I called up my sisters. They were beyond excited about it. And we took about six months. We've gotten better at the development process. <laughs> about six months to develop these wipes. And they're individually packed. So we can just take one to school or the athletes can put one in their bag. And when you open them up, they're a big size, like a hand towel and pretty thick that you can clean. It's called wash yourself. Because <laughs> mm -hmm. I felt like I've been saying that to my kid all day, go wash yourself. <laughs> so they can just wipe down their face, their body, and throw it away and be done with it. And mom's happy, kids happy, athletes are happy. And it's in production, and it's being shipped today. So I just got an email confirmation. So That's we're launching that. But what we're doing different on that, we took everything that we learned from Busy Beauties, because we're just starting with one product instead of trying to sell seven or eight at a time mm. we're starting with one product and we have ambassadors so a lot of the professional athletes in the area get a percentage of all the sales if they use a code so they each have an individual code and if they use so i have a sales team almost <laughs> they get paid we get paid they get paid the same as we do so they're they feel as part of the company and they are because we couldn't do this without them or grow as quickly without them and we have a, a fantastic team of ambassadors. Their contracts are slowly coming in my email right now. <laughs> and they're going to sell with us, for us. And so the company is owned by my good friend, Timothy Cook, and my three sisters. So we wanted to have a whole nother entity, a whole nother um, company. That way, it, nothing crossed over. And he owns a good, successful gym. We didn't want that to get in the way. So we just started a whole new entity. That's interesting, Monica, is, as you built... Any mission-based organization creates opportunities for those that you meet along the way or the relationships that you've built for years. People will plug into that mission, 
right? If it's a mission that they can get behind and a need that you can fill with that mission. Yeah, they might be two different companies, but think about it. Like it's the same mission, right? It's the same mission filling two different, two different needs of two very different personality types potentially, yes. but I love that's created opportunity, not just for a good friend of yours at the gym, but now it's created opportunities for the ambassadors as well. Yes. And, and that's what truly scales an awesome company. Yes. And yeah. the fact most of them are pro athletes, but we have a handful in there that are not pro athletes. They might've cheered and they might be married to a pro athlete now and they're at home with the kids and they want something to do on their own, or they might just be a friend of ours. It's a chiropractor. That's really sweet. So he wanted to do it. We said, sure. So it's really cool because it's, and again, we use the same mission with this company because we wanted it to be different. We didn't want them to say, you have to post five times this. You have, there's none of that. All they have, the only reason there's a contract is to protect us and them. The fact we can use their pictures and they can quit at any time. So they get a, percentage of the sales. And if they want to quit tomorrow, then cool. We deactivate the code and give them the last paycheck. There's no strings attached. There's no minimum post. We, there's too much stress already on just everyday life that we, we don't want to add it to them. We want this to be fun. They sell, they make money. We make money. They don't, they move on. It's not that big of a deal. I, I don't understand all these loopholes that a lot of the big companies try to make people jump through because I think it just, it's a turnoff. It, it goes um, back to our earlier conversation of figuring out why you're doing what you're doing and then authentically staying true to the, the purpose of the company. But the companies are led, right? This company is led by, by three people that, that want that for themselves and then want that for those around them. I have one more question for you. And I, right. I super enjoyed our conversation. Appreciate your time. I know you're super busy. Like you've, you, in our 30 minute conversation. I think you've mentioned two massive wins for your, like this very day, like new products being shipped. Like, so it's been a busy Exciting day. It's good day. <laughs> yeah, and there's good, and there's good uh-huh. in business, um, which actually leads me to this. I, I love asking entrepreneurs, especially those that jumped into something brand new, which was all three of you. A lot of people have ideas. There are people sitting home right now with ideas and all right, they're, they're, they're doing one thing, but they're thinking about something else or they're in one, they're experiencing life one way and, and wanting to experience life a different way. I, I look at you and your sisters and you not only said, you not only said, okay, let's do this, but then you found yourself doing things you've never done before. Things that you only hear on other podcasts and, and right. other you found yourself in labs and, and you went to consumer packaged goods and, and you learned how to market it both online, offline. And you, and you thought, well, gosh, I have this business degree, but a degree doesn't really tell me how to grow and start a company. Like what advice do you have for those that have that idea or, or see their future? They have a different preferred future than the one that they're headed towards. I would say A, just do it, (laughs) but B, most importantly, don't step into it blindly because that would be really overwhelming. I would tell, and I've told this to many friends, it's my go-to advice is to make a list like everything you need to do from day one to get your company off the ground. And let's go back to our hair cream. Let's say we needed a formula. So we needed to find a lab. We needed packaging. We needed shipping. We needed a logo. We needed, and so we just kept writing everything down on that list. You add to it every day, but you also scratch off every day. And then this is the, the thing that I think is the biggest, because I think someone will see something on a list and it scares them. And that's what my whole thing is. It is scary. Yes. But that doesn't stop you. It's they see something on the list and it scares them. Highlight it. That's fine. It's there. It's going to stay there. And 
hire someone, ask around, send a post, ask for advice and figure out how to do it or someone to do it for you. Because you don't have to do everything on the list yourself, but everything on the list does need to get done. So that's my big advice is just to not stop on that highlight part and say, I can't do this anymore. Actually start your day with that highlighted part. The, th the thing that you want to do least in your day, you start your day with and it's done and you feel so good about it and you can move on. So you go to that highlighted thing. And for me, for this new company, it was how do I get these contracts to these ambassadors? They got big time lawyers and I don't want to mess anybody up and I got to get a good one. And how, then how do I pay him on a timely matter? And I had to go to a really good accountant, a really good lawyer. They did the contract. I sent it to my accountant. She made sure that they would get paid at that time. And now I'm good. But that was the thing that scared me the most because I, I knew I didn't know how to do it. Mm -hmm. So what forms do they need? Now I know I can tell you they need a W9 at the beginning and a 1099 at the end. But at the beginning, I had no idea. <laughs> it's, a, it's those simple things that are just outside of our comfort zones, a wheelhouse today. Yeah. Uh, one of the, my big um, takeaways though, is don't underestimate that people want to help you. As yes. well. Interestingly enough, if you're a good human being and you have a good mission and a good reason to do what you're doing, think back to that car ride and there yes. are four women around you and sure they're your friends and sure they like you, but we all have people that want to see us succeed. We also have people that maybe don't mm -hmm. care if we succeed. we'll figure that out real quick, but those that do will want to help and say, hey, I know this person, do this, talk to this person. Yeah. We have to put ourselves out there like you did and, and grow into that. But that's why I think almost every business story is less a business story and more a personal growth story. And your company and organization, now multiple companies, is very much that. It's three human beings saying, hey, this is what we know, this is what we do. If we're willing to, to, to hit that button and say, we're willing to, to grow personally. And if we do, we're gonna, we're gonna be going down a different trajectory for where we're in our, where we want our life to be. Like where we feel like we're, you use the, the term, our best self. Things will, things always work out because we're on the path to our best self. So I, I love your story. Um, it's been awesome for me to, to get to spend some time with you and great for our audience to get to know you. Where can people go to um, learn about your products? Okay, I've got two places to point. And one of them is behind the scenes. It's on Instagram. It's called three crazy sisters. So it's the number three crazy sisters. And, okay. but that's just our behind the scenes. Sometimes we post bloopers we mainly post on the stories what we're doing that day. That's to get to know us, but to buy the products or check out the products or learn about it or read our ingredients because we're really proud of it. You would go to our website and that would be www.busy-beauties.com. And I thought it'd be a special treat that if they use the code GROW, G-R-O-W, that they get 33% off the entire site. So it's That's a special nice. code. And we thought 33 would be fun because it's the three of us and we haven't used that code in a while. <laughs> I had no idea. So that is a big win. We'll get that out there. We'll get your Instagram as well as that website in the show notes for our audience too. And, and as much as anything, thank you for being a great example of building a business. Yes, a big business, but really focusing on really experiencing growth and living experientially with people that you love. 